Oh, hey there. You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your host and friend, Stacey Ray. I'm a creative online human and multi-passionate geeky chick. And this is still my impromptu intro. You might notice I haven't created a profesh, polished intro as I usually would on this show. Uh, well, mostly because your girl's still a perfectionist. But hey, truth be told, I'm kind of enjoying reintroducing myself to you every single week. So I don't know. I'm just going to do what I want. Okay. But some things you should know about Lady Talk Radio is on this show, we are going to get real with each other. We have chats about things that matter to us as women. We occasionally get a little spicy, you know, if needed. And this episode is in that sweet spot of all that with the brilliant Jessica Benstock. She is a leadership mentor for high functioning female CEOs and executives. I know there's some of you listen to this show. And she's also a teacher of multi-modality trauma-trained coaching and facilitation. And she's an absolute boss wizard of this work. Uh, I knew that we needed to have this conversation on the show. I know a lot of you who listen to this show are coaches yourself, or you take interest in working with a coach or doing your own personal work. So I felt like this conversation was going to have some really good gold for all of us. We really dive into some of like just what we see in the coaching space, some shadows and possibilities, and just really a greater vision for more depth, for more support, for great conversation to support each other and ourselves and your clients, whatever that might be. So I feel like this is relevant to all of us. And Jessica, with 11 years of study and practice and dedication, she's just got so much wisdom to share. So girl, let's talk about it. Jessica, I'm so excited to have this combo with you. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm very excited as well to dive into this. Yeah, I feel like uh, you've been on my radar for a while. You've been somebody that I've been seeing in the online space where I'm like, okay, like there's been so much, I feel like information and emotion flying around and a lot of different stuff. It's been, you know, quite the past couple of years, I think for everybody. And I've become more discerning of who I'm sort of like in taking content from online. And I know a lot of people are experiencing that similar vibe. Um, So thanks for just showing up the way that you do and really having these like deeper dialogues, even just through these tiny little screens, right? I feel like you're sharing some like really great truth bombs. So thank you for that. And, and I felt like it was really important to have you on the show right now. I know a lot of people are navigating some really big conversations. The world is kind of a tumultuous place at the moment. And so I thought it'd be cool for us to just chat more about like how we can show up and how we can support each other. And I know a lot of people who listen to the show are also coaches or work with coaches. And so I know that that's something that you're really knowledgeable about and you support a lot of people in that space to just grow and continue to be able to support people. So Let's dive in. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And I I am in the position of like, I will support in my one-on-ones. I support scaling coaches, predominantly female. I do sometimes work with males, but um, scaling coaches that are kind of like in hustle mode, but also trying to find internal, like mental, emotional equilibrium and, and leadership that's not kind of enmeshed with their own internal world. So there's a lot of the professional, because that's part of what we'll, we'll be talking about is like, what is professionality and how do we have professionality in a very like personalized social space? Because social media is such a weird thing. So I do a lot of work with detangling that. And then I do a lot of work with training coaches. So there's a lot of the kind of understanding how to bring someone deep, bring them through transformation. And so I I get to see everyone from like baby coaches to like, I've made it, I'm doing the thing, I'm living the dream. And like, holy shit, there's a lot going on in my life now. How do I support myself and continue to be in integrity in this industry when I'm supposed to be leading and I'm supposed to be guiding, which is kind of like an ever evolving process. And I think a lot of people there's just just a lot to navigate within within all of it stepping into it kind of finding your way with it recognizing that now you're the one that everyone else is looking up to and i don't know it's kind of it's like a big experiment really <laughs> i love that you said that too cuz it is such an experiment cuz i mean i think the coaching industry like if we were just to think i mean obviously i, I don't know that we were calling it coaching you know even x many years ago oh, but no. like if we think of mentoring and guidance yeah. and teachers and stuff like this space has is not new mm-hmm. in a sense right oh, but yeah. i feel like the coaching industry feels really new yeah oh yeah totally i mean i was just thinking about that i was on a live stream the other day and i was like when did you guys first hear about it 
because for me, I think I was, it was in like 2016 that it started to pop up. And even then it was like echoes and sprinkles. I mean, you'd already had Tony Robbins, right. You'd already mm-hmm. had like rich Litvin prosperous coach. Right. Like they were the, the kind of key, I would almost want to say like grandfathers of the space that were there. You had Marie Forleo, you had like these YouTubers, but they were kind of, they had already made it in a sense. Like mm-hmm. they had already, they had the team and they had the setup and they had the, you know, it was a career for them already. And really, I think that it boomed. I don't know. I mean, what was your experience with that? When did you first hear about it? Well, I was, I was kind of laughing there. Cause when you said Tony Robbins, I was like, oh man, I remember being like 18 and coming across some like personal development videos online. And, and that was when like the masking began. I was like, okay, cool. This is what you have to do to be successful. Right. So it was, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily t- like when I think of personal development now, I don't necessarily think of Tony Robbins. I feel like my relationship to that material is more like, you know, this is who it's almost like deeper programming. It's like, this is who I have to be in order yeah, to be yeah. this. Right. And it's like, what, normally what I'm like having to detangle right. from my one-on-one clients. It's right. Like, I'm doing this and this, and I'm like, oh, not really the nature of the, your essence, but okay. It works yeah, yeah. to a certain point until you're like, where am I in all of this? So yeah, I, to- I love the way that you said that. Gosh, it's taken me like a decade to undo a lot of that. And I still find residue of that in me every single day where I'm like, oh, I still think I have to do this in order to do this or feel this way. And so, yeah, I feel like co- when I first heard like coaching, I remember actually um, my old dance teacher, he went into ontological coaching work and he reached okay. out to me. And this was actually probably about a decade now ago. And uh, he was like, you know, he's like, are you like open to having a coaching session with me? And I thought it was going to be like a raw, raw motivational thing because of my experience with like Tony Robbins and some of those people. So when we got on the phone and he was like going quite deep with me, I was like, yo, what is this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Ontology this has that depth to it too. It's very much yeah. like subtle, deep navigation. Yeah. Like, well, 10 years ago, that's so that is, that's ahead of the curve of like, yeah. I would say the predominant amount of people that for sure. Yeah, I think I think once it hit kind of like the online social media space, you know, mm-hmm. we started to see a lot more like, you know, consultants meets coaching meets, right. like, hey, I'm going to help you solve this problem. Yeah. And that's what I'm curious about in your work, too, because I feel like some people call themselves coaches, but maybe that's not necessarily the style of coaching that we're talking about. I feel like there's it's kind of an open yeah an open-ended conversation like some people are like yo I'll coach you on how to like clean up your closet you know yeah like, yeah <laughs> I yeah. mean maybe there's some deep emotional work in there <laughs> <laughs> well there is there's one woman that's done some kind of but everyone I don't know who she is but I'm sure someone listening is like oh the the joy this is Marie, joy Marie Kondo or something like yeah, that. yeah 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 <laughs> so she's got that one down um but it is rare no I, I mean I think that the depth that you're talking about is what I'm really well versed in and most interested in and like I joke around that I was born on the deep end like I never really knew how to surface level talk I always felt like (laughs) an alien trying to do that and but I didn't come into the coaching I didn't even know coaching was a thing I was I was more under the kind of title of a healer because I started with getting certified in hypnosis or hypnotherapy when I was 18 and that was like a total you know, just out of nowhere, like life fell apart, was supposed to go to art school, you know, going through heartbreak, had an ex-boyfriend like slander me, had most of my friends leave me, had my whole sense of self and identity like gone in a matter of what felt like a week or something. And um, didn't know who I was, didn't know where I like it wasn't like it was like everything felt like a lie which sounds you know dramatic I was 18 of course there's that. <laughs> but, but for me it was very very existential and I remember um just like getting on my knees and praying to something and I'd never really done that before and I the next day I had a woman that gave me a book on past life in between life solar regression hypnotherapy and I was like oh this is cool oh, 
<laughs> specifically because there was a bunch of people that experienced it that like didn't believe in it. And yeah, so yeah. that got enough of my skeptic online and I went to hypnotherapy training and then all my empathic and energetic gifts like kind of woke up at once. And so then I was extremely sensitive. <laughs> I was going to say that must have been an intense year. <laughs> it was so intense. It was an intense few years. And then, but then I was like calibrated. So once I learned about the subconscious, which you learn about in hypnotherapy, by the way, hypnosis training for me was very much not the go to past lives. It was like a little bit of past lives and spirit guide stuff, like sprinkled on the side. But most of it was like, helping people with addictions, helping people who had experienced abuse, like helping like the really deep forms of human suffering get, you know, healed and rectified. Mm -hmm. And so the healing aspect for me was the thing that was a really big turn on because I come from a family of lots of depression and I was like under the impression for some reason that you had to stay that way. Or you had to take a pill, you know, most of my family's in Western medicine. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ever like that. But it was more this understanding of, oh, this is how our consciousness works. This is how the subconscious works. And this was back in 2010. So I, you know, talking about this stuff now versus mm -hmm. talking about it then is very different. Like most people are like, oh yeah, the subconscious mind and D Joe Dispenza. And, yeah. and before, like, people were like, what the hell are you talking about? you know? Um, and so the, the vantage point for me was actually healing and yeah. being a healer and understanding the force of healing and that we can heal ourselves. And, and then later on after very, very far, I went through multiple different trainings, shamanic studies and training very intensely and deeply, um, other kinds of subconscious reprogramming work, emotional healing work, trauma work, somatic work, like anything I could get my hands on. And then I found out about the coaching world. So, like, <laughs> You're like, so what I is was like, oh, there's a way to like, make money online. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, there's a way to make money online with this? Oh, okay, cool. Because it was still brick and mortar. You know, that's yeah. what everyone taught. Like, they, you know, you do this whole in intensive healing training and then they would spend like two days, like, here's how you set up a brick and mortar. And I would always be like, okay, you know, I, I'm 18, like, at the beginning, the first time I learned that, I was like, I'm not going to start like a, you know, get rent my own office. Um, and so I loved the coaching industry when I first heard about it. So this is amazing. And then. What did you notice? Then what did you notice? Were you like, yo, wait a second. <laughs> it was, it was really, well, because when you come from this background of getting trained in trauma and how to hold someone in deep spaces and how to do like training with elders, training with master healers. Um, one, you're very humble because when you're in the face of someone that's done this kind of work for like 40 years, you bet your ass. You're like, I'm not very special in this room. I'm going to shut up and listen and be a student, you know, not that, I, you know, we're, of course we're all special and, and all of that. But like when you're around someone who's mastered something, you, yeah. you have reverence and respect for the tool and you learn reverence and respect for how you hold the tool as someone who's in service for the wow. client. And so that was the first thing was, was understanding. And I had my own bout of it too, like going, Oh, okay. I can be my higher self in form. And so I'm going to make a little avatar of myself and kind of personify myself in a certain way. And I started to really see a huge, huge shadow of, a, first of all, a lack of training. That That's like the big, the big, big one that I saw. But secondly, it was like a lot of little kids, a lot of little kids playing house is what it felt like, where it's like, I'm the mom, I'm yeah. the dad. And yeah. I know how to kind of like do a few things to help someone. It's not that you know, they've, they'd read books, they'd had some personal experiences, which is how it's taught at the beginning of coaching. It's like, mm -hmm. if you've gone through something, you can help someone else through it. But the real ping that started for me was when I had a, my first business coach said, to be an expert at something, you just have to know, you have to be one step ahead of someone else. 
And I was like, you're like, yo, that sounds dangerous. What? (laughs) Where have you looked up the dictionary definition of the word expert? Like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Did you get a new business coach? (laughs) I, I, after a while, I think out of that container for sure. Like, yeah, I think, I think when we're talking about trauma too, like that's where yeah. I understand the intent of that statement, yeah, you know, too. and I, I get it. But like that, when I think of like, as someone who has gone through a lot of trauma and worked with yeah. inexperienced coaches, I've firsthand experienced the like re-traumatization and the like craziness that can go on in that cycle. Yeah. Like, yo, this is not just, you know, educating somebody how to clean their closet. It's like you're navigating deep wounds and different things. There's a responsibility there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that with self-development, the way that it is um, conveyed or like given to us, and maybe it's something in the culture, you know, but I think that there's this, it's, there's a lack of understanding and a lack of maturity and a lack of um, deep, we're, we're starting to get to it now more so there's much more of an open space for it now, but like a lack of um, under, like a lack of understanding and reverence, I think for what it takes to hold space for really, really core, deep, intense, yeah, not only messy, but like sometimes like terror filled, experiences in someone you know and and things that we just so commonly repress in our in our nature because when you're in shock you everything that you need to do in that moment you are your body's going to do for you your subconscious is going to come in and compartmentalize your body's going to go into freeze or fight or flight mode um and most of the time for people it's with big trauma it's like freeze or flight it's not like I'm gonna actually show up and, and fight this situation because you, there's a feeling of like if I do I'll get killed or, or whatever it is like I'm in danger right mm-hmm. and so when we repress those things and I consistently have clients who they don't even you know you're like oh yeah I forgot about that thing that happened to me that was super intense and I totally just put to the side glazed over and learned to be strong because of you know a lot of high achievers have that yeah um, I know that ability one. <laughs> yeah I'm sure you know about that I know that one that one's and, nice. yeah and I think that we don't you know if you learn like a, a weekend course and something like maybe NLP or yeah. like something that gives you a power tool to prod into the subconscious without proper training over time of actually how to really hold the depth of what you could bring up you can re-traumatize people. Yeah. And then you match that with not having done like a lot of your own intensive inner work with somebody that's holding you through big spaces. You don't really necessarily know what it's like to be where you're trying to take your clients. And so there's a very big incongruence there. You know, if you've experienced grief at its fullest peak in like a healing session, you bet your ass are going to come into a session where grief comes up with a ton more awareness, reverence, and ability to hold space for it than if you haven't. And I think that's the maturation that I saw really lacking. And and I continue to see like lacking in a lot of ways. Um, And I think it's, it is in, in the industry that we're talking about specifically with coaching, it's, it's a very similar like diet pill marketing thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. just like you start coaching and then you'll make six figures and you'll, you know. Yeah. And it and- makes sense. I mean, the industry is like, we, like I can see it. I have a lot of compassion for that. I mean, yeah. I'm throwing a little bit of shade, but I'm also not throwing shade. I'm just like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's exciting yeah. when you yeah. learn something. It's like, Hey, wow, I can go and help people. Like I can, you know, I think the yeah. heart of it, I feel like is really there. I know I definitely I moments I of like thinking, ah, oh, I can go out and change the world. I'm like the, the, the essence was really innocent, but totally. I, I definitely found myself in spaces when I was coaching where I was like, yo, I don't even know how to navigate this. Yeah, exactly. And I'm finding a lot more people coming to me with that exact thing, like behind the scenes. And they're really, there's a fear of like, admitting it or there's a fear yeah. sometimes of um you know because we're supposed you're supposed to convey yourself as like being really really good because that's how you market yourself right and then so to, to come up against that and be like well how do I 
how do I reconcile this thing going on inside of me in a safe place where I'm not going to be put down or I'm not going to be shamed or whatever. Um, but I'm going to be able to, to use more tools for it. And I think that I do think that there's tons of profound visionaries, like incredible people that want to change the world in this industry. I don't think that at all, there's a lack of the purity of that intention. I just think it's like, there's more of an emphasis on marketing than there is yes. on yeah. training. I feel like you just broke down the whole thing. Like you just laid it all out for us. You know, like this is something that I, I've def been definitely picking up on for a while. And a lot of people I've spoken to have been speaking to the same thing. They're like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like over coaching. Like it just feels funky, like not yeah. trusting people because maybe they've had a couple of bad experiences or like no. just whatever it is. Right. And, and trauma. Coach it's trauma. A, I'm really oh, sad that I have to like make a name tag for it, but I've I heard know. enough stories too where I'm like, ooh. I know. It's wild. And then also what I'm noticing, which is really devastating to me, is uh, I see a lot of people who are actually so brilliant. Like I feel like I look at them and I'm like, you are here to like support people in this way. But then they are turning away from coaching yes. because they feel like they don't have the tools or they're something else. You know, there's different layers, like what you're describing and what's going on. Um, and, and you said something really interesting before we got on here about like, even just like with everything in life, right? Like the natural evolution and maturity of this industry. And what I love about what you're doing is you're actually teach, like, it's like, you're teaching people the next level. You're like, Hey, yeah. okay, cool. so you're here and you're passionate about it. Here's some like new tools. Let's go some new places. Let's like, yeah, yeah. let's like improve the range, <laughs> you exactly, know? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, that's so, so one of the things that I was talking about was I had this last year, I had this really big, that same thing I think a lot of people have when they want to get out of coaching where they're like, oh, it feels sticky. It feels gross. I see a lot of things that are out of integrity. I'm getting jaded. I feel like there's this thing is promising so much. And then behind the curtains, there's just a lot of mess or things that aren't really well put together. And so I, you know, it's, it's easy to close, especially if you've had your vulnerable parts exposed and then been yeah. like, oh no, like, I thought you could hold me in this <laughs> and maybe you can't or, or people being gaslit or, or whatever, you know, the, the myriad of things that can happen. But what I started to notice with that jadedness, I have a, I have had a deep prayer since my first spiritual awakening to never be jaded. And if I do to always wake up out of it, because I would notice that it, it like shuts the heart down and it doesn't allow for evolution to happen. It's like you get crunchy and cynical and I came to this point of like, oh, I've trained practitioners. I spent eight years training practitioners in subconscious reprogramming work and trauma work and somatics. And so why am I not training more practitioners in the coaching world? Because, you know, it was a different, I was training quote unquote healers, but you're doing the same thing in, in sessions, right? And so what I got from a lot of that phase was these aha moments around, well, the industry is going to do what we want it to do. Like we are the leaders. If we don't like what we see and we feel like leaders and we want to help people the way that we show up is the thing that forms the industry. We, we will be the pillars and the things that are not in integrity may continue to go on. But again, like energy flows, energy goes where attention flows, whatever that, that phrase mm -hmm. is where you're putting yeah. your attention, you will amplify and so if you're putting your attention more towards, well, I want to be, I want to see more masters. So I want to become the mentor that I would want from someone else. Like I want to be the mentorship experience that I want in someone else's container. And, and it does like, it, it takes a level of training. So for me, putting together the Phoenix Path Coaching Institute was, has been like, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to make an intensive and we're going to go deep and we're going to do in-person trainings and not in-person trainings. And it's going to be like a half year experience where I give you all of the tools that I've learned over the past 11 years, practiced, trained, taught in, and really like, so that when you have a toolbox, when you go into your sessions, you know, there's multiple different things that you can use. You can track different people's personality types, structures, traumas, you know, how to properly find things in sessions, you know, how to work with them, you know, when to work with them, like all of the, the big question marks I think people sit with 
in their inner insecurities or their feelings of, of being jaded is it's a lack of context and education and training. And if you give people that, then you have a bunch of leaders that can show up and really deeply facilitate lasting changes, not just like the aha moment that right. kind of goes away because the subconscious patterns come back. You know? Right. So. Yeah. I, I just had this thought as you were sharing that too. I, I was like, you know, it's almost like with everything that's happened, I feel like there's been an accelerated amount of like everybody's triggered. Like it's like, it's like everything just feels really heightened and more activated. It's almost like this industry too. It's like, it's a deeper call forward. I feel like people more than ever are asking for more guidance and more support like and we're primed and ready I feel like people are because everybody's feeling attacked and offended and triggered it's like you know we're primed and ready for like deeper growth and bigger conversations and I think I've seen more people's businesses grow in the in this industry yeah during 2020 because of that I know my like my one-on-ones filled really quickly. My groups filled really quickly because of Interesting. that. Yeah. And, and at the same time, like, I think that a lot of what, what had happened in 2020, I was, it was really easy for me to, I want, I don't want to say 100% really easy, like add some rough patches, but because I had done a lot of work and emotional excavation of my own internal world triggers um, cultivation of discernment, ability to ask questions, ability to really trust myself and know the difference mm-hmm. between someone else's projection and who I am, what I am. It was easier to navigate. But I think one of the things that it did bring up for people pretty collectively is like, if you haven't done some deeper emotional excavation and cultivation and just work like clearing out the the internal closet clearing out the like the deep gritty confronting shadowy hard programmed stuff that sometimes is from our culture sometimes it's from our parents sometimes is multi-generational from the systems that we've we've lived in like it's gonna be hard to lead But if you lean into it, right, as with like any ego death scenario or any, um, you know, anything that forces you to grow, you can either resist it and then be in a lot more suffering in the resistance and hiding and shutting down and pushing away. Or you can lean into it in the sense of like, I don't know, but I want to grow more. And the people that do that, I feel like are the ones that that continue to achieve mastery over things versus, Mm -hmm. you know, like getting burnt out or yeah. Anything else that can happen, shutting down, shutting down your gifts, shutting down your soul, shutting down your expression. Yeah. That like resignation of like, and I think you said something just a, a few minutes ago that really struck me. Like it's almost like the, the focus has been more on the marketing versus the like development. And then, I see that pattern play out where people just, they're like, it's not working or I feel this way. And then it's like the burnout. They're like, I can't do this anymore because it's not even about it's, I don't, I don't, I feel like marketing obviously has a place. Like I think definitely you you need it. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the, the structure, but you know, I feel like you can have the best podcast, the best website, marketing, social media, everything. But if you aren't feeling like you can fully show up for people or there's that hesitancy or like what you're saying, your internal closet's like, you're like, fucking don't look in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> it's overflowing. Um, you know, th- th- I feel like there was a hesitancy in me when I was building my coaching practice years ago mm-hmm. too. I was like, cause I didn't feel fully able to show up in that way that I was like, Ooh, you know, there was like an energetic, like hold back. I was like, yo, don't, don't come too close. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Well, and I think that that's really the confusion again, like, context is one of my favorite words because when you have it it makes things that are so fucking confusing internally actually make sense whereas if it's not named then it's like what's going on is this me is this not me but I think that specifically with social media you know any other literally any other like career you have your professional space and you walk into your professional, like think of about a therapist or a doctor, right? They're human, right. they've got stuff going on, but they walk into their office, they kind of 
play the role of the profession and then they step out of their office and figure their life out. And in social media world, we don't have that. We don't have it because the, or, or you can create, I mean, that's one of the things I teach my one-on-one clients to create because it gets messy if you don't. And it's not in a way of like lying to the world. It's not in mm-hmm. a way of, um, you know, you can still be transparent and direct and, and into like an integrated leader, but you know that when you're showing up, you're showing up for a very specific reason. And at the same time, you're allowing yourself to have a human process. But if you, if you're like, Oh, I have to show up every day, 100%. And I'm going to use quotes authentically. Uh, like some days, yeah. some, some fucked up shit may be going on in your life. Sorry. I can, can I swear? I'm oh, we swear I all the time. Swear. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. okay. so like, it is I like my number like... one rule on the podcast. I'm like, nobody is ever going to get me to stop swearing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> unfiltered Perfect. Here. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. I mean, cause you can have, you can have a shit show going on in your life and like, you may still have to show up online. Does that mean that you have to lie about the shit show? No, but does it mean you have to tell the whole world about it? No, that's like sensitive stuff going on in your life that deserves its own container. And then eventually once you harvest and learn and compost and move through the metamorphosis of whatever it is, yeah, cool. Like show up and share, but there's this, um, and, and I think there's a disconnect if you don't have that clarified, because it also doesn't allow you to go, oh, hi, like I'm struggling with something and maybe I want to learn something or get better. Any other path of mastery, like you don't, you don't think about if you're going to school to be a doctor, right? You're not like, oh, it makes me less because, you know, I now have to take like advanced anatomy classes. And I get <laughs> anatomy. Like, no, that's part of being a doctor. That's part yeah. of the career path of being a doctor is like, if you're going to be a surgeon, you need to take multiple different classes that are going to teach you how to do surgery. Hopefully so psychological anatomy is one of those. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and you're not like, Oh, I'm not a, I'm so shitty of a, you know, surgeon because I didn't take these courses. It's like, no, to, to become a master at your craft, you need to go and do that. But I think one of the things that people get caught up in and judge themselves on way more than is necessary is if you don't know how to navigate someone through a certain process, it's perfectly okay. No one's told you or guided you. Like you're, a book's not supposed to necessarily show you how to do that. Experience and training is. But when we attach our identity to, I'm a bad person because I don't know how to do this, or, or I'm going through a human process and I lead people through deep processes, but no, I'm having one. I'm now not it's not good for me to lead other people right. like those kinds of confusions just create a lot more. It, I don't know. It's like, what are we not supposed to be humans now? We need to learn and grow and have our own mentors. It, yeah. And, and, wow. I'm really, you know, I think like you've just totally activated this in me is something that I was, I was seeing, but couldn't quite put my finger on what that was. And now that you're pulling us apart, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. Coaching industry. I feel like we, personalize it so much more than being a doctor or, you know, being a bus driver or like whatever the thing is, you know, it's like we make it so personal, I guess, because it is personal in a way, right? Yeah. It's like it's the psychology yeah. of the platforms. It's the psycho. like I, one day I want to write a book about the psychology of what, so like what social media does to our psychology, because it's like, it is, it's the camera's constantly turned on you. It's all about you. It's all about your personality. It's all about who you are. And how, but you know, again, any other place you have like your role. Mm-hmm. And I think that when the line is blurred there, it's like, am I this thing that other people think that I am? Or am I who I think that I am in the shadowy darkness where I'm judging myself constantly? Or am I both of them? Or am I all of them? Or, mm-hmm. you know, like where does, and then also think about what it's doing when you don't clock out. Right. Like, and it's not just like a regular entrepreneur, a regular entrepreneur, they may not clock out and be working at 10 at night, but they're not engaging like a computer programmer or a product design person. They're not their product. Mm, So it's a different thing when it's bleeding into your life 24 hours a day, especially if you don't have good boundaries with your technology and you're, you know, you're kind of constantly 
putting yourself out into into the world and creating highways for people to respond back to you it feels like you versus like yeah saying the role that you play but it doesn't mean that that role is is um sterile it means Mm -hmm. you're you're still Mm -hmm. in the role very much it's just yeah there's there's not a context laid out for this and I think that that's Mm -hmm. why a lot of people get very confused and yeah You know? Yeah, I can feel the like stucky, you know, crunchiness of that. And I think I had hints of it. And then I can see it in other people's like just and we live in a world where I think a lot of people in the online space are also worried about cancel culture. And like, am I going to yeah. say the wrong thing? It's like people I feel like are walking on eggshells in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a yeah, it just feels like such an interesting time mm-hmm. to dive deeper, you know, because there is so much more gold that I feel like we can access right now. Yeah. And if, if you, the, the thing with cancel culture too, I love, there's this woman named Africa Brooke, who's just like, she grew up in um, Zimbabwe. And so her whole take on like so many different things going on is, is really fascinating to me. But she, she said something on a post a while ago that was like, you can't cancel me. Like I decide who cancels me. Like you can't, you can say that you don't like me but I can keep speaking and I can keep leading and I'm going to keep doing that. And that kind of courage um, I think is something as leaders that we're being asked to have. And it doesn't mean that we don't learn. It doesn't mean that we get super arrogant, but it does mean that, you know, you work on the the core fears of I'm going to be abandoned by the tribe. If I say something wrong, I'm going to be a bad person. I'm going to be ostracized, all of that enough because those are very core fears in most most human beings Mm -hmm. so that when when you do find your voice or your expression however you want to have that um there is this feeling of i can like i'm gonna last through it even if what i say is wrong or or bad or i i can trust that i can have my emotional process i can have this stuff come up i can go through a trigger and on the other side of it i can still be still going to be here. Yeah. I'm not going to die. And I, and I do think with, with cancel culture too, it's like, if, if anything is saying that you're not allowed to ask questions or not allowed to, you know, have nuanced discernment about something, then I'm not personally, I'm like, "Mm, no, thanks. Like I, I want to be able to have nuanced conversations. I don't want to be pulled into the, good bad right wrong right left thing because I know that life isn't actually that way I know that my human mind is that way Mm -hmm. I know that religions for millennia have operated on dogmas that are that way yeah but life itself is is not that so yeah yeah, it is it is a really big like ropes course I think for us collectively to learn how to navigate through those bigger, those bigger conversations. I've had so much admiration for some of the leaders I've seen who have navigated that too. Like, like, you know, said something that was problematic or something happened or whatever. And they're like, yo, whoa, holy shit. Yeah, cool. I'm going to own that. I'm going to process that. I'm going to take that in. I'm going to, you know, do that work. And then coming back and being like, cool, you know, like that to me is, is leadership too, you know, like, I used to have this context of leadership that, um, what did I discover? It was like, I had to do it all alone. I had to do it perfect. And uh, what was the other one? There was another funny, juicy one in there. But alone and perfect is enough, you know, on its own. Yeah. And a and like that pressure. was, that's a lot of pressure, right? And and I just love it when I see leaders who are like, you know, even this amazing company that um, that I was following, he was producing this one supplement. I'm actually going to have him on the show here soon. And he literally had an entire company built around the supplement, like educated people for years on this supplement. And then one day came forward and was like, I was wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, I was wrong. This is the new information. I'm no longer selling this product. Here are the products I'm now selling. Here's the the doctors who I'm interviewing who are going to educate us about it. Like being willing to say, Hey, you know what? I, I, I believed this until I didn't. 
And then totally. that's okay, right? Like I feel like being able, and it's it takes courage, I think, to grow in the public eye and be Very like, yo, who okay, I was not trauma informed and now I am, or whatever, right? I went through Jessica's program and now I feel like I can actually support you in this way, or these things I was saying before were not, you know, maybe congruent and I'm so sorry, or whatever, yeah. right? Like just just to be in that ownership process and like we're human cycle. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's so cool. like I think that's what's so beautiful. It's like oh, we have permission to make mistakes. We have permission to grow. We have permission to be human. We have permission to learn and not not be perfect. And then what you're talking about is actually showcasing that yeah. process of like, and not in a like, I'm so cool, look at me go, but in a like, hey, yeah, we're doing it one way, found out <laughs> yeah, that <what>? TV wasn't <laughs> doing it the the best way this is what I'm doing to optimize and onward and upward. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so much trust in that too, because I feel like I can, I can relax in leadership that way. Cause I'm like, Oh, yo, okay, cool. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to get it right all the time. We just need to be responsible and give ourselves permission to keep going and keep, keep learning. Right. So totally. Which is how evolution works. Like it, yeah. it, we evolve through continuously learning how to adapt to different environments and grow in different ways. Like light. I mean, I love the 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 concept that like light in physical and non-physical ways is information. It transmits information. And so the more you kind of illuminate your awareness around something, the more ability you then have to grow in those ways. Which is like, like some people come to me um, when I'm doing the the interviews for for Phoenix Path Coaching Institute, and they're like, "Well, I'm like really intuitive and really gifted," which I totally get. That was like my my thing from the start. I'm like, I'm really really good at like going into transformational spaces and making things happen, but then sometimes, and and some of them are like, and I don't really want to like corner myself into just learning certain tools. Um, because mm, then I'm, I don't want to just be an NLP person or I don't want to just, yeah. and my, but then they'll also say things like, but when a client comes to me and they're, I know what we're supposed to do and where to go. I just don't know how to say the things to get them there. Or I don't know how to like, I know what needs to be done. I just don't know how to do it. And my response is always the more you give your intuition information, tools, training, things to use, similar to the more, you know, someone who's really good naturally at music, the more instruments you give them, the more that they can play, right? And transformational tools are the same way, different understandings of um, like things in the social justice spheres are the same way, like different contexts or different things that you can kind of utilize to educate yourself and to see and illuminate more ways of being or, mm-hmm. or not being or changing ways of expression that gives our ourselves and our intuition and our everything the ability to do more play more express differently move through different processes and it's more freedom versus you know and, and the people that use it take it and use it those are the people that evolve it's the people that go oh well I don't want to have to learn more that get stagnant and, um, you know, feel, feel like, I mean, I, I guess this is the paradox of freedom too. You know, the more, the you have to kind of work to, you have to do stuff to gain freedom, even though you're naturally free, but we're in the physical world. So you need to like give tools for your consciousness to be able to operate, apply in, and then do things for, and then you gain freedom in any different kind of pathway, whether it's expression, art, music, coaching. Yeah. Life is such a trip. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So wild. What kind of coaches are you excited about having in this program, just given the landscape that we're currently in? Because I know there's like, there's some beautiful people who are just like, so they're, you know, already going into these spaces and teaching and supporting and stuff. What kinds of coaches are you really excited about going through? I think I'm most excited. Well, I do have some what 
I don't want to call them baby coaches, but like beginner coaches that are in there. And I love, like, I always love working with beginners, but my favorite thing right now is to work with people who are already in the field, already have clients already like, you know, playing either dabbling or, or doing lots of sessions and are wanting to be able to really create transformation in in-depth ways. So the kinds of people that are like, I'm ready to not only nerd out about psychology, but I'm ready to, you know, mm-hmm. get my hands in the dirt and like yeah. form and play and move and, and transform um, my clients in really deep ways and that want to do that in a trauma-informed way that want to create and build a lot more intuitive abilities and skill sets as they navigate and in a really grounded way, in a way that allows them to have more connection to the present moment and to really deeply work with like similar to kind of what you probably experienced with your ontological session. It's like, you have to be ultra present to go really deep with people into those spaces and one of the things that I see in the people that are coming in that already have coaching practices is they just feel where they could be and they know that it's possible already. They just are not totally sure how to get to that next one, two, three, four levels. And um, yeah, I think that those are the ones that, that I'm most excited about because that's how I naturally am. It's like, I want to, I don't just want the quick fix. I want the, like, what makes the full transformation happen. Yeah. And that's really what the course is set up for. It's like, it's not just a weekend course. It's a six month training. There's two in-person retreat intensives and there's like a lot and alumni can also come back for as many courses as they want for a super like 75% discounted rate because I want people to apprentice me with me. Cause that's what I did with my teachers. Right. Like I would always like I would learn something and then sometimes I would go live with my teachers, but I would <laughs> yeah. go back and take their classes over and over because I wanted to master it, you know. So I want people that that are really in this industry, like this is gonna be my career. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And I want to do it in a way that really allows for me to be the best at, at what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah. I can tell I just got the vision of you you're going to be like this 85 year old like sage woman like (laughs) I am I love it I love it oh man I just um I had something else that I was just gonna say what was it oh you mentioned trauma informed and I feel like that's a bit of a buzzword and I would love for you to just kind of just just pull that apart for a second for anybody who maybe hasn't heard that before or has heard it and they're like what the hell does it mean yeah 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 they just know what trauma is like yeah (laughs) a little bit to debunk around that because a lot of people be like oh I'm trauma informed which means that they know trauma exists and I commend anyone who has studied trauma enough to know that it exists and that there's some things that you know about it, but trauma informed means that you have a really good um, understanding of not only how the nervous system works, how trauma works in the body, where it comes from, how to recognize it when it's being activated in someone, but also how to downregulate someone when it's being activated, how to know like the different things that you can, when I say activated, I mean like triggered is another, another word for that. And it's not going to be always obvious. You know, it it could be Mm -hmm. that someone just completely detaches or starts disassociating or gets really like, like frantic um, and that you know how to catch it, speak to the elephant in the room, help them move through whatever it is that's going on in a way that doesn't um, kind of amplify the trauma response. Right. And then also how to know, and I I do trauma training too. So there's a trauma informed aspect of like knowing how trauma works, everything that I just said. And then trauma training is actually knowing how to properly go into core wounding and work with it and not re-traumatize someone, not like create more patterns of amplified emotional charges happening because you've just opened up Pandora's box of (laughs) something really deep and challenging that someone went through, you know? Um, But that also you don't have to like walk on eggshells around your clients. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we can't go there at all. I know that's the treasure chest. I'm not willing to open that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we will dance around said treasure chest, even though I know <laughs> that the thing and the answer to your resolve is is in there. So it's like yeah. knowing how to navigate and and really be in deep spaces and move through and have the tools to move through anything from the trauma, meaning the trauma, meaning that there was a shock in the system and there was a deep, intense emotional expression that was trying to happen that did not have time or space to happen because the body kicked in and Mm -hmm. said, there's no time to be open or vulnerable right now with what's going on. You need to make sure that you are as safe as possible. And so we'll shut down anger, rage, grief, sadness, fear, and just kind of compartmentalize it, put it over there. And then those patterns will keep coming up or keep getting triggered in very, um, you know, small situations in life sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we will feel like we don't have any will over them because there's a big part of your will that actually is trapped in all that emotional charge and response that needs to be freed up and and reintegrated into your system so i do a lot of trauma training too but there's also programming and programming is something most people don't really talk about but some of my clients are actually almost always have at least half of my clients that are second generation in the u.s which or first generation or second generation in the u.s which means that their parents have a completely different culture that they came in with different cultural values, different ways of treating the children, different ways of um, operating, saying what's good, bad, saying where your worth comes from, all of that. And then they go into U.S. schools, Mm -hmm. right? So then you have a whole other societal culture. And not only what those cultures have stereotypes around of the culture that you're growing up in, but you have a lot of different um, things that play out in modern societal U.S. culture that you also get imprinted with. And so your viewpoint holding both of those is a pretty big deal, especially because most people won't understand your home life. Um, But even if you've grown up in the U.S., you know, there's there's lots of programming that I'm, I'm sure a lot of us could spot different stuff that is around, whether it's our worth, our sexuality, our um, sense of self, you know, what it means to be accepted and loved that, that also creates what can look like a trauma response, but really is just a self-referent, like a way that you reference who you are or how you can be or what relationships are for you, et cetera, that um, may actually disconnect you a lot more from healthy patterns or responses or connections to self too. So that's why with the subconscious work, it kind of works Mm -hmm. within that entire ecosystem of all of that i feel like these these people are going to come through this phoenix path training and they're just going to be like well phoenixes they're going to be like woo <laughs> coming out into the world just like fully activating yeah that's, oh, i mean that was the intention behind the name it's not yeah. the best branding at all but i was like i came up with it in like 0.5 seconds i was like i'm just gonna call it phoenix path coaching institute and now I i'm think thinking about changing it to the yeah. phoenix path institute of transformational arts there's a little Hogwarts like, but yeah. So exciting. Thanks for doing this work. Thanks for just like having this love for this industry too. I really feel mm. that. Yeah. Just that like heart and wanting to nurture this space. Cause I, like we said in this convo, I feel like they're the people who are here. We know that the heart is like, Hey, I really want to support people and like help the collective on this planet. And yeah, it's just time to go deeper and you know, get more, more tools in the toolbox. I love that. Totally. Yeah. And if like, if we future tense, and this is what changed it for me was if we future tense into, you know, 10 years from now, like who, like what kind of superhero team are we going to be? Cause the ones that are now like headlining may still be headlining, but may not be like, there's going to be whole new generations or waves of, of leaders. And so, you know, if you put yourself there, like, how do you want to feel represented? How do you want to feel when you show up for your people? What kind of reputation do you want for yourself? Um, yeah, what where, what kind of seat do you want to be able to sit in? And I think that's the, the other thing that I'll add is like this, all the stuff that I teach in Phoenix Path is independent of niche. Oh, nice. 
because when you know the anatomy, like it's kind of like if you think about a a doctor, they work with humans. Yeah. Humans have a certain anatomy, right? They have certain skeletal structure, bone structure. There may be differences and nuances in the way like someone's cardiovascular system or hormonal system or skeletal system works, but there's a map and a framework for the entire system. So they know how to work with multiple different kinds of people. And then you have doctors who are specialists and they specialize in this specific kind of thing. That's really where niche comes in. But all of those doctors had to train for the whole human system to be able to nice target different things. So this is Smart. this is much more the training of the anatomy of yeah. the psychology, the subconscious, the mind, the emotions, the energy that you could use with anyone. The oh, way you're working. <laughs> There's like so much in there. I'm like, oh, I feel like I could ask you so many more questions. <laughs> I feel like too, if there's something specific. So as you're listening to this podcast, if you are like, ooh, I would really love to hear Jessica's opinion on this, yes. let me know. And then you could potentially come back and just have yeah, another dialogue it. about like something specific. Cause I've totally. go and follow Jessica on on socials too, because I feel like you dissect a lot of really cool conversations mm-hmm. on there. I feel like you're the queen of like. you keep speaking to like the map which is really cool because I feel like in this space sometimes it's a bit vague and kind of elusive and people are like I don't know do we just know you know but I feel like you (laughs) you merge the you know the sort of like you know more vague unseen but also with a structure and like a framework to navigate these things so yeah I've been seeing you put out some really cool content so definitely go follow Jessica as well and If someone's listening to this and they're like, ooh, I'm really curious about being in the Phoenix Path Institute, mm-hmm. uh, we'll put info obviously in the show notes. Um, what's the best way to reach out to you to do that? So jessicabenstock.com slash training is the website, the landing page for it. You can also DM me on Instagram. And then I'm going to be doing in the next week, so by in a week from now, um, a webinar that's going to be just like a, a $30 webinar. It's going to be three hours about the art of space holding. And Ooh. so that'll be, if you want like a little bit of a taste, I mean, mind you, Phoenix path is a six month. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a very small, small <laughs> there'll be a crumb, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be, um, it'll have some things in it too, that may be yeah, really nice. good for people who are who are wanting or, or intrigued, but really, if you're really interested in, in the training itself, you can feel free to DM me. I'm very big on voice messages on Instagram. I like feeling people. They're also just faster. And then, um, if you apply for the training, just so that people know, like it's, I don't do quote unquote sales calls. Like we're going to get on the call and I can ask you any questions that I need clarified. You can ask me any questions, um, that you want clarified. And then that's about it. It's, it's much more of like, okay, cool. This is like what it is. This is where it'll help you go. This is what you will want at the end of it. Can I do that? If yes, awesome. If no, I will refer you to someone that I know can get you the results that you want. Mm-hmm. And then you can sign up. There are pl- payment plans available. There's discounts or paid in full, but it's not like a, if for anyone that's got coach trauma, I don't have an enrollment script. I'm not like, nice. <laughs> oh, right. So I'm going to make you take out credit card debt. You know, um, it's, it's much more like, yeah, what, what, how can I help you make a decision in a really clear way? And I'm very unattached. Like, I would love to have people in it. And I just want to know that there's a really good match and it's something that I can really provide for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Coach trauma. That's like the new, that's the new thing. Oh my I God. know. It's such a, it's sad, but. Almost like an initiation at this point. Yeah. I did a whole a little reel on that. Like, why do people have expensive, like, why is expensive lesson like such a big term? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I'm excited for anybody that gets to just connect with you. And I feel like if anybody's listening to this and they're like generally curious, are you still coaching people? Like, do you take yeah. on individual clients as well? Yeah, I have one on one clients. I have right now, I have a wait list um open but if people are really like super really invested and like even want um I do one-off sessions sometimes as well so just dm me and if you really are serious about one-on-ones you can also email me at jessicabenstock at gmail.com 
and just say one-on-one, or you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram and fill out a one-on-one application form. Amazing. Yeah. Cause I, I, I just, I guess the moral of the story is like, just get connected with Jessica if you feel like <laughs> yeah, that connection. So I'm so grateful to have this chat with you. Thanks so much for coming on. I so appreciate you and just sharing, just sharing about this. I learned so much in this conversation and I'm really excited about the audience receiving that too. So I'm just excited that we're having this conversation and not letting the coaching industry just die either. Yeah, right? me too. Me too. <laughs> right? It's yeah, like, let's give it some love. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening.